crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the next awesome episode of Heroes of Noise. I'm your host, Steve. Buenos dias, senoras y senoras. My name is Dan Ramirez. Happy day. Again, we don't know when you're going to listen to this. Happy day. Hope you're all doing great. Uh, I'm ready to rock this shit, Steve. It's been a while. Feels like it's been a little bit longer than normal. You ready to do this? I am very ready to do this. See, Dan, here's the thing. I really, 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 really miss doing a show. Because we're doing it on Wednesday. These last three, day, three days have been just absolutely horrible, Dan because I haven't been able to talk to my boy. You've been out of commission. Yeah, well, I've been here. I've just been sitting on my ass doing nothing. <laughs> That's really the, the God's honest truth of it. But you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and take the blame because we should have recorded on, was it Monday? Is that what I committed to originally? Monday? Yeah, not, not the case, ladies and gents. I woke up. See, here's the deal. We live in the San Joaquin Valley. And I don't know if you can tell, but I've got like half a voice today just because the air is such shit here. It's just jacking with my sinuses like crazy. I go into the doctor. I get the, what is it called? The, the Kenny Log shot. The Kenny Loggins shot. Whatever I've it's called. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's, it's all bad for you. I think it's a steroid. Um, but it doesn't it's work anymore. massive when was, chest. When I was, <laughs> yeah, it's my massive chest. <laughs> it's my gynecomastia, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's, that's man titties. Just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> Three cheers for man titties. But anyway, yeah, man, it's not working anymore. So I'm trying to load up on the... I'm just kidding. I don't have man titties, ladies and gents. I don't want to give you that visualization. When I do, though, I'll claim them and I'll shake them on the... Yes, do that, I'll do a YouTube please. video and I'll, I'll shake them for you. But uh, yeah, it's not working anymore, dude. So this is what you get. It's okay, though, because I'm lively. I had a job interview today for those that are following my, my struggle. And I think it went well. Waiting on answers. So we'll see how it goes. However, I'm ready to rock. Let's do this thing. Now, before we get started, we have had a listener for the last 48 years that we've been doing this podcast. 49. That has been, 49, I'm sorry. That have been doing this podcast that has been so loyal, so legit, always, he's like the roll dog. If I were to be like, regulators, he would call me and be like, mount up. I'm like, there he <laughs> is. No question. And... We're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Buckets, otherwise known as Johnny Bucks. And it's a special day for my man, Johnny Bucks. What day is it, Dan? Happy birthday, John. I'm doing this because it's October. <laughs> no, I'm just, just kidding. Happy birthday, John. You think I was going to let you fucking like just ignore that? That is our OG listener right there. Johnny Bucks is royalty when it comes to Heroes of Noise. Always welcome. Always a member. Happy birthday, sir. I'm, I'm hoping that you're doing okay overseas. Happy birthday, my friend. A, you are the OG of Heroes of Noise and the Word. Brother, we love you. Happy birthday. We hope you're having a, And make sure you have a drink for me, too, because I would like to toast you from here all the way over there. Come on. Happy birthday, brother. Let us raise our glass for Johnny Bucks as we drink our mead. Or what are we drinking, Steve? We got our, you, I've got you turned on to the drink now, right? Yes. We're going to toast our honey uh, vinegar to Johnny Bucks. And I think Apple cider vinegar. Hold on. Here's the toast. Toast. 
Nice. There was no sound effect for the toast. I'm going to take a little swig real quick. That's in your name, homeboy. Happy well, we birthday. Love you, man. For sure. Now, for all you rest of you listeners that don't have a birthday going on today, there has been people that have been telling me, you know, Dan, let me tell you what's been happening this whole week. Okay? Can I tell you a story? Please do tell. Spill it. I, I get an email and they're like, hey, how you doing? I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, is this Dan? I'm like, no. They're like, how in the world do we get a hold of Dan? And I'm like, oh, you want to get a hold of Dan and not me. I said, well, you're going to have to listen to the show because he's going to tell you. <laughs> and I'm over here waiting for a story. And this man just <laughs> sets me up for a goddamn segue. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask anything less of you, Hudson. That's okay. You got me. <laughs> I wasn't quite I prepared. I try to throw curveballs as much as possible, but you're always on point. So this time I was like, okay, hold on. Wait a, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if anybody's a specialty in balls, Steve, that would be Ooh, you, my friend. Look at this dude. <laughs> look at balls this joke. guy. Shame. Happy, it's Wednesday. You got to make ball jokes on Wednesday. Wednesday. It's actually Wednesday. 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 That's a hard yes. word to say if you just like, if you really try to break that shit down. But anyway, I don't want to get all Seinfeld on you. Let me do my thing. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Ramirez. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. This is the only part where I'm going to sound like a radio guy. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Did I already fucking say that? I think I did. But anyway, you want to hit us up on Twitter, Heroes of Noise. You want to hit us up at uh, Instagram, at Heroes of Noise podcast. Facebook, Heroes of Noise podcast. You see what's going on here. You want to get a hold of me on Twitter? I'm going to backtrack this shit. Dan Q Public and my boy. One of my good friends, my partner in crime, Steve Hudson at S-E underscore Hudson Music. That's where the magic happens. You can get all of this shit at heroesofnoise.com. You got voicemail. You can go to iTunes or Stitcher. Leave us a review. Subscribe. You can, you can send nudes. Whatever you want to do, ladies and gentlemen. It's right there for you. Most importantly, go on down just a little further from the top. And you, there's a store there. Yes, an actual store. Go on. And what you're going to find is lovely lovely heroes of noise clothing uh what else do they have on there remember they have the uh, shower curtain steve they've got rugs they have fucking rugs on there you want a rug get one i don't know why you'd want a heroes of noise rug maybe a doormat's a little bit better that's kind of more our speed but it's all there for you and speaking of that i got a new design that's coming out pretty soon so i mean i didn't make it it was uh, done by a good gentleman by the name of philip and I'm going to give you more credit later, sir, because I think I'm running out of music here. My name is Dan Ramirez, folks. It is time to get busy. Let's rock this shit. Back to you, Steve. Dan, I've had a problem this week. You want me to tell you my problem? Oh, please do, man. You know I'm here to help. I've been crying myself to sleep on a nightly basis. No! Only for one reason. Say it as yes, so. I'm, hey, look. I know. I know. But it's okay for a man to cry. Just calm down. Man, tears are dope. Anyway. So... What's the problem, Steve? There we go. Thank you. Every week we ask for donations. And every week it says access denied. Access denied. God damn. But alas, a knight in shining armor came this week, Dan. And who would that be, sir? And I get a notification that we got a freaking donation. That rhymed. I got a notification that we got a freaking donation. You're welcome. Thank you. That's the type of flow I have that I just rhyme for no reason. You deserve this one. Bruh, let me thank Adam Templeton. Look it, look, Adam, you have made my week. You've made 
our week. Do you know how you don't understand what your donation is actually going to do for us? It's going to make things so much easier. Thank you so, so, so very much. Adam Templeton, ladies and gentlemen, are awesome, amazing heroes of noiser of the week. Heroes of noiser. I kind of like that. Thank you. Hey, man, seriously. Thank you, Adam, very much. Uh, folks, you got to understand, Adam's a very wealthy man. Uh, he actually gave us a donation that's going to carry the show for the entire year. And uh, he bought me a car. Did you get your car, Steve? Wait, he got me a Tesla S3. No daggone car. Oh. Is that right? Fuck. Maybe you got like a moped or something coming in the, in the mail. Well, I tell you. UPS. Trump's America. <laughs> oh, so now you called Adam a racist. Good job, buddy. Good <laughs> no, fucking said, job. I said, no, I'm saying that it didn't get delivered to me. This Steve, is Elon Musk's fault. Steve's like, hey, thank you for I the donation, you racist. No, I, I blame Elon. Elon's too busy smoking that herb. That's true. On freaking <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast. They're a, anyway, don't. I know. We're anyway. totally taking away. I know. I'm Adam. <laughs> sorry, man. We're, 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 in a, we're in a crazy mood today. Want to say thank you very much, Adam. It's awesome that you did that for us. He didn't really, uh, you know, s- supply us for the year, but he gave us a, quite a generous donation. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can do the same thing, too, if, if you, you know, feel so inclined to go down to uh, on www.heroesofnoise.com. Go down to the bottom. There's a little PayPal donation right there. All we're asking for is a buck or two. That's all. Keeps the show running. Lots of people out there. One buck goes a long way is all I'm saying. I'm done whoring ourselves out. I want to say thank you very much, Adam. You're the shit. Thank you very much. I just said it again. You really are, dude. Thank you so, so very much. It really means a lot. All, all bull crap aside, it really means a whole freaking bunch. Hudson. Uh, appreciate it. Hudson, my voice is all fucked up. I'm trying here, buddy. So work with me today, okay? Are you okay? <clears throat> it's just allergies. No problem, brother. Now let me up. tell you something. There's a show, we're going about to get, get into, but I have to preface the what we've been watching. The first thing about what you've been watching that we're going to be talking about today, what you're watching, is an issue with me. You've got lots of issues. Huh? Oh, very funny. You are so funny, Dan. I'm just today, saying. I, I think it's your job interview. It got you on a high horse. Yeah, I got like a mental man, boner right now. My man on a high horse. That's going to be your show. Um, it's the equi- this next show is the equivalent of me not being in the conversation of politics for me. Like if I didn't know who the president was, <laughs> because everyone that I like talking nerd stuff to watches the following show. And I'm the only one that does not. Now, the show at hand is a problematic show, not for the reason that most things are problematic, but for the reason that everyone tells you to start on a different season, depending on who you ask. And there's about 483,000 seasons of this show. And Dan is going to talk about this show, but I'm going to let you know the only reason I'm not in the conversation is because I don't know where to start. Everyone tells me a different answer. And so if you have 128 uh, seasons of a great show, it's like, well, where do I start at the beginning? Do I start in the middle? But I can't wait to hear what Dan says about the latest and awesome and greatest person on this show. Go for it, Dan. You are something with those adjectives, brother. Uh, What I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is... Doctor Who. We have a new doctor. Uh-huh. New doctor in yeah. the house. And before we start, Steve, I just want to tell you that I could probably pull enough audio from the shows that we've done where you have said you're going to watch this show at least 12 times. But see, then everyone I talk to, like else, I'm like, where do I start? Oh, start on Matt Smith. I don't e- I'm guessing that's the name they tell no, me. No, you did well. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the, someone else will be like, no, no, you should. Oh, what's that dude's name? No, you should start with the uh, David Tennant. Doc. He's a. 
Yeah, David, no, David Tennant is the one to start. And then another person will be like, well, just start at the new season. And I'm like, okay, I can't, wait, wait, wait. Where do I start? That's all. It's hard. I mean, this is a show that has quite a few seasons, dude. And they're saying, like, some people will say, like, the people that love Doctor Who, they will even say certain ones that just wasn't good. Yeah, I can't follow the old stuff. Like, I'm sure people disagree with me on that, but I can't get down with the old stuff. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's like I can go back so far in television. It doesn't necessarily have to be Doctor Who, but it's just like, I don't get the humor, I guess is what it is. I don't know if it's because it's like British humor. No offense to my Brits out there. I'm just saying. Johnny Bucks. Johnny Bucks. You know, I love you. I'm just saying I don't get some of it. You know what I mean? So I had to start with the Americanized version of it. I've I've loved every. No, that's not true. I haven't loved every season. Wasn't the biggest (laughs) fan of Peter Capaldi. Even though some people are like, what? I don't even know who that is. He was the very last doctor. He was the uh, 12th doctor, I believe. And you know what? Some people liked him. A lot of people didn't. I just tried. It was one of those things where you're like, I got to try. I have to try. I've gone this far. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And I was trying to convince myself that I actually liked him as the doctor. I didn't. I thought it was super, super boring. And I'm just telling you, I don't give a fuck. Fight me, motherfuckers. I don't care. I think you did. I think you do, Jay. Fight me. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, it's... (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm looking at Capaldi right now. That's the episode I watched, the the werewolf one. He was the doctor on the werewolf one. Of course, the werewolf one. And I was like, other than the werewolf... I don't even know. I don't even remember a werewolf one, but of course you'll find it. Yeah, there was some sort of beast man. And I said, of course, there's going to be a beast man in this this show. And there was a little girl he was protecting. And I was watching it. I was like... I don't get it. Like the werewolves was fun, was fun, but the rest of it, I was like, I don't get it. It's kind of like zany. It was zany. That's what I'll say. It was really zany humor. Like, oh, oh, I tripped over myself again. I'm like, oh, is this what Doctor Who is? <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So let me get this straight. You have been told, hey, watch Matt Smith. Watch Christopher Eccleson. Watch David Tennant, right? Yes. You watch Peter Capaldi. You see, Steve? I didn't Do you mean, fucking I didn't see what to. I'm talking about? No, I didn't mean to. I just put... I recorded Doctor Who. I was like, let me watch an episode of this. And I was like, I put it on. I said, okay, here we go. Because they told me I can just jump in, no. which is another lie. Just my opinion. You can't just jump into a Doctor Who season, especially if they have a new doctor. You know what I mean? You can't, you have to at least see him from regeneration, how that all works. And I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but no, I think no, you're, I you're doing it all wrong, man. You're doing the least. Okay. Well, then you, before, after you tell me the your opinions on the new one. Let me know the right way. Let the listeners that want to get into Doctor Who know the right way to listen to uh, watch Doctor Who. I'm not the aficionado. I'm just telling you I like Doctor Who, but I'll go ahead and give my two cents. I don't give a shit. A fit, huh? Excuse me? You said you don't give a fit? Did I? It must be a bad connection. I'll give you my love and affection. That's before your time. Oh, God. That's before your time. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? See you next week. (laughs) Fucking out. That's a little bit before your time. Don't worry about no new edition. Yes, sir. Ricky Bobby. Yes, sir. So I'm not like the. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. Mike, you know what I mean? Bell Bib DeVizi. <sighs> Go ahead. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm Dan Ramirez. <laughs> Peace. Just kidding. What a great. <laughs> you know you what? Up, I dude. probably did say fit because I got all, you know, his lips. I'm telling you, these lips are, they're oh, a burden. My goodness. I'm a beast of burden with these lips, man. But anyway, <laughs> um, where was I? You got me. You're all over the place today, man. How many episodes are you in, are we? I believe this is the second episode. 
and I haven't okay. even watched it yet. It's been that kind of a week. Oh, so all oh. I'm going to talk about is the very okay. first episode of the la- of this last season here, which is called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. So like the doctor is a completely different person now. They The doctor's regenerated. It's now a female. Uh, total gender change because, you know, that's what happens when you go from man to a woman in case you aren't, you know, scientific like myself. You're very right. You know what I'm saying? True. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, different genitalia. For this. Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, I like it. It's a breath of fresh air because I thought that Peter Capaldi was a little bit of a curmudgeon towards the end. It just, I just wasn't getting it. You know what I mean? And I, okay. like I said, I tried, but okay. she's great so far. She kind of embodies more of a combination between Matt Smith and David Tennant to me, just off of the first episode alone. And this one, she hasn't even really found her way yet because Steve, I know you're not familiar with this kind of thing. Once the doctor regenerates, takes a little bit of time for them to get going and, and find out who they are. So in this one here, she's still trying to figure out who she is. Things are coming to her memories coming back. You know, she, uh, do you know what a sonic screwdriver is? I do not. Okay. I, I think I've ordered one at the bar. I think my wife has one. At least that's what she's calling it. It's in her top drawer. But anyway, they, <laughs> people, I'm telling, I'm telling on you. But anyway, um, she, okay. So for those that know what I'm talking about, she creates her own sonic screwdriver. Um, this episode was really fun. I liked it. I do like the companions that she's traveling with now. Normally, Dr. From the ones that I know, again, I'm not aficionado with this, but Normally, the doctor travels with one companion, possibly two. Sometimes they'll switch off. Uh, this one, he's got like a whole crew or she's got a whole crew. I'm not even used to saying she yet. And they're all seem to be like kind of fun. I really like it. There's just one character. I know none of the names yet. There's just one guy. He's got this condition where he's uh, he can't stay coordinated. I forgot what they called it, but it starts off and he's trying to like ride a bike. And it's just really funny watching his parents, a grown man. come. You got it, boy. You got to come on. And he's like falling down and shit. It, it made me laugh. From what I understand, there's going to be different characters now, like as far as the the villains go. Um, I'm not sure which ones aren't going to be back, but I think it might be like the Daleks. And ladies and gentlemen, I know Steve doesn't know what I'm talking about. Sick of the Daleks. So I'm actually very, very cool with that. Um, I'm just really looking forward to it, of what's to come over the next coming season. I think that she's a good addition. I think she's going to do really well. And I'm kind of back into it so far. I tried, like I said, to watch the last season. I just could not get into it. Tried the season before, couldn't get into it. I think this is the time with a different writer on board. This is going to be the one that sticks with me. So I'm going to go ahead and say, just off of my one viewing of this season of Doctor Who, I, I think we're in good shape, guys. So tune in. Let me know what you think. I am kind of curious because everyone's so particular about their doctors. What did you guys think? That's really about it, man. It's going to be a loose show today, guys. Honestly, we're just kind of chilling today, bullshitting a little bit. Well, see, the big thing for me is uh, they took... I love that they took the jump because they knew they were going to get a backlash without a doubt. Because this was right in the midst of a lot of bullcrap, as we are right now in this hellscape. They knew, hey, we're going to get bullcrap for this. And they did it because that's... Even though I don't watch it, I know how much of a mainstay that show is. And for them to take that mainstay of a show and said, nope, we're changing it all the way up and say, hey, you either stick with us or you don't. For that reason alone, I want to watch it because that took guts, dude. One wouldn't think it did. There was one would think, no, it doesn't. You just do this thing because it's the right thing. When you're an executive or whatever making these decisions, for someone to be in that room and say, I have a suggestion. What? Let's hire a woman for Doctor Who. Who made that suggestion, dude? That took something. But you know, it's a long time coming. This is something that they've kind of flirted with for a while now. Certain groups of people have been asking for a female doctor for years. Uh, There's this long-running gag with the doctor where he wants to be a ginger. Redhead. 
And, you know, they were actually considering that. Let's get a redhead to do it. And I didn't follow. I wasn't in the meetings is what I'm trying to say, Steve. But the, the whole woman thing is not a new concept for them. They just finally did it. And I think now's the time to do it. It's a perfect time to do it, actually. I don't really know if there's that many people that are putting up like, we don't want no dame playing the doctor. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's that kind of a thing. I think it was just a matter of if you're going to do it, let's do it right. Don't just do it for the sake of being politically correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to bring in a female doctor, fantastic, because it's going to change the whole dynamic of the show. But at the very least, grab somebody that's awesome and see what we can do with it. And, and, I, and I think they've and done they that. And they did. Yeah, they really did. They did. And, I, and the thing is, even though they've, it's been coming, I don't think that the backlash has gotten less. If anything, it got more vocal. So it would have been, it would have been hard. It got harder and harder to do it. When they decided to do it, G, oh my God. I mean... And the thing is, I don't. Fo- I didn't think I followed anybody that was into this circle. Not circle. Let me change that. I didn't think I followed people that would be into the drama of it all. They would just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh, uh, you know, uh, th- this is happening." But dude, the evil that was thrown, man. Before I'm talking about when she was announced, I was like, "Jesus, man!" And that kind of puts you into a whirlwind of, "Okay, um, you know, what? Why is this such a big deal?" And that was one of the things that made me realize again how big Doctor Who is. Because if you're not in that, if you're not in that circle, certain circle, you think it's just a normal show. Gee, people are legit Doctor Whoers. Gee, you know what? Maybe it's just something that I don't follow. Like I have no doubt that there are haters out there, just because it's you know it's the fucking internet. You're gonna get <laughs> you have that's there's a whole section for that shit. But I didn't really follow any of that personally. I'm sure there were people out there that were complaining about it, but to me. And again, I'm not trying to say I'm a, you know, the, the advocate for, for the whole Doctor Who fan base. I think that they were welcoming it. I, I think that for the majority, people were down with it. It's, it's a change. They like to see these different doctors, these, these different uh, versions of them and what they bring to the table. So if there was a lot of negative backlash out there, I didn't really catch it. And I'm kind of cool with that because really, folks, yeah, isn't there enough it. of that in the world right now? Yeah. It, and I'm very, I, I, again, I want to watch it now. And since you're given the cosign, I can't wait to watch it now. I've always given it the cosign. It's just that I don't have a whole bunch to say about this season because, like I said, I've only watched the first episode once. But I was thoroughly impressed with it. It was fun, lighthearted, and I think she's going to do great. Okay, now, where do I start, Dan? Give me the official where do I start. It depends on what you're... I mean, if you're just trying to get, like, a sample of how this show no, is No, I want to watch it. I want to watch the show. Well, then fucking watch the show. You start back... I won't even... Don't even go through the old Doctor Who's... You know, like, uh, what is it? Like, I think it was 2005? Start there. And just start watching them from 2005, man. The first Doctor... Or, excuse me. Sorry, folks. The ninth Doctor was Christopher Eccleston. And I think he did a fine job. It took a little getting used to at first, but once you find his groove, he does great. Problem is, he's only there for one season because he couldn't get along with BBC, from what I understand. But then you go, really? then you go straight into David Tennant, and David Tennant was there for. Again, I'm showing my my uh, naivete about the show, but I think uh, I think he was there for. I want to say three seasons, possibly four. I like I like him. Oh, he's In great. Shows I like. He's him. great. Yeah. He's. Honestly, he's most people's favorite doctor, from what I understand. But then you've got the other half. It's very much like a. Um, and I'm sure you'll relate, Steve. It's, it's like Judas Priest versus Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. yeah, yeah. That I know old you thing. can relate. Yeah. yeah, that old chestnut. Of course. But, but there's a lot of people out there that like Matt Smith. Now, I'll say, loved David Tennant, but there was something about Matt Smith's performance that really wowed me. And not only was it Matt Smith, but it was also Karen Gillian, who plays Amy Pond. I kind of fell in love with her. I know I've talked about this on the show before. 
I fell in love with that character. I fell in love with her and the doctor and the sort of underlying romance that was there. They never really got romantic, but there's just this underlying romance that's there. It's very cool. Very like this affection towards each other. And I totally fed off of that. Now, I have other reasons to like this show. That just happens to be when my daughter got into it. She's no longer into it because she's doing 15-year-old things. But uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like there's a lot of 15-year-olds out there that like that. Yes. She's not one of them. But yeah. we bonded over Doctor Who. I mean, the whole Aww. bit. Like we had one Christmas, dude, and they're fucking, the kids were running around with TARDIS beanies and sonic screwdrivers. And it was just, it was, it was ridiculous. But I had a great time. So I think I might have a little bit more, like, uh, I'm a little more invested in Matt Smith simply because of that. So I'm going to tell you, if you're truly... No, I think you need to start with David Tennant. If you don't want to do Christopher okay. Eccleston, start with David Tennant. And I think you're going to find out right away whether this is something for you or not. Interestingly no enough, deal. sir, you will find Peter Capaldi in one of the David Tennant episodes. Because he... Ooh. The, the British people, they like to like mix their characters up a lot. Like You might see them as a character on one season, and then you'll see them completely different on another season. They like to bring in the whole Harry Potter people. The crowd, you know, like the not the crowd, but the actors from the Harry Potter movies... They're all floating mm-hmm. around in there. Um, it's very, it's, it's an interesting show. It's, it's just something that you have to like sit down and enjoy it for what it is. You can't pick it apart. It's fucking Doctor Who. You either like it or you don't. But I think since you're asking me, I would probably go with David Tennant. However, I think you may like Matt Smith more. I can't wait, dude. I really want to get into the show. I want to be part okay, of it. I'm going you know to I'm gonna check up on you tomorrow then and you should have watched it. Handle your episodes, business. Right? Okay. Handle your Okey business. Okie dokie, Steve. Shoot. <laughs> I'm Just sorry. Like checking up on me, Gene. I'm digging at you today. I don't know why. I'm sorry about that. I love you, no, man. You know that. I'm just excited because we got shit to do this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh. I'm going to segue. I'm going to do is I want a Steve Hudson segue when we get to that part. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. All right. What else have you been watching, brother? All right. So I think we can have some discussion on this one here. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, with all this free time that I've had, I got to enjoy a show that I'm hearing mixed reviews on. Uh, what I'm talking about is The Haunting of Hill House, which premiered on Netflix. I believe it was on October 12th, last Friday. I think a lot of people were expecting this show to be a full-on horror series, and it's really not at all. But I will tell you from the beginning, I, I've enjoyed this show. I think this is a fantastic show. It's just, I'm telling you guys, it's not a horror. It's more of like a, it's more like a family drama peppered with horror. And there's a lot of like flashbacks going on back and forth. You know, you'll see the, the adults as kids and they're, mm-hmm. and you know, that you have like um, Henry Thomas who played Elliot Nietzsche. He plays the dad on the show back in the day. And then the older yeah. version of him is Timothy Hutton, which mm-hmm. is actually a pretty, it's kind of weird. Like they, they, they fit very well. They do favor each yeah, other. Yeah, they really do favor each other. But it's yeah. got Carla Gugino. Is it Gugino or Gugino in it? I should know because uh, I'm kind of in I, love I with this woman. You would exactly. You would know that more than anyone. I've always said Gugino, and there's just something about her, man. Like, yikes! But anyway, I've always liked her, and uh, she plays the mom, or Olivia is the name of the character mm-hmm. on the show. An architect of some sort. She is or a designer. Um, what it is is that this family purchased. It sounds like they're like old school home flippers. You know what I mean? And yes. they purchased this big house, and their whole mm-hmm. thing was is that they're going to move the family in. They've done this before. They move the family in, fix it up, and then yes. they sell it, and then they move on to the next one. Well, Steve, totally. they needed to do a series, right? So they, all this other shit happens you know, along the way. But again, I'm going to stress, if you're trying to get like hardcore horror out of this, this is not the show for you. This is a family drama peppered by the supernatural. And to me, honestly, I'm not even trying to be funny. I've told Steve this several times already. 
it's kind of like a haunted this is us. That's the best way I can put it because of all the flashbacks back and forth. And it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't just give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it you, you, the answers aren't just readily available. You have to it makes you watch the whole thing to figure things out. But essentially, you've got this family and there's some uh, some some gifts that the family has that are passed mm-hmm. down by generation. And that's why these ghosts or these spirits or what have you are talking to these people. It all makes sense. Trust me. I'm just not going to give you the answers to it. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you this. I have watched all of it. I kind of went, I sort of faded out for a little bit and then I came back into it again. And I, I'm super impressed with this. I think this is, this is well shot. The script is amazing. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of pausing right now because I know the other shoe is going to drop for a second because I know that you have watched some of this, correct? I did. Okay, so before I go any further, what did you think? Um, you know, look, uh, it's it's I haven't watched the whole thing, but I can say that after the first episode, I wasn't. Um, you know how normally you let like I normally just let Netflix just go on to the next episode, and I did. I was like, all right, well, fine. So it wasn't bad enough for me to say no. I'm not watching it anymore. So I go to the next one. And uh, I fall asleep during the second and I wasn't really tired. And I think what what happened was, is like you said, it sold itself as something it is not. It is not what it sold itself to be. Um, I think people who I should have gone in with a cold open. I should have just gone in and watched this random. And also, it's so confusing because there's also a movie called The the Haunting of the Wait, The Hill, The Haunted. How does it go? There's a movie called The House on Haunted Hill. And I yeah, watched I that with it. Tay Diggs. I was trying to think about that. And I was like, why would you make it so? I mean, it's like super close, dog. So I kept on thinking, oh, I, they're redoing The House on Haunted Hill is what's happening. Nope. It's just The Haunting on Hill House. I'm like, wow, this is really like crazy. But anyway, um, so I watched it. And uh, I'm not going to not watch any more of it. I'm going to actually do it when I'm, uh, when I'm actually going to sit and pay attention, because I love all the actors in this movie. I really in the show. I really like everybody. I like what I think they're trying to do, but I should have just said this is not a, like if they would have said a family drama, and I would have started watching it, and little things started happening. I'd be like, oh snap. This is not a family drama at all. This is going to be pretty cool. This is crazy. But they they did it as a horror show. Yeah. And it's not at all. So I think that was my disappointment. When you bill yourself as something and you're not that something, which is what I think they thought it was going to turn good for them. Like, oh, we're going to make it a horror show. And people are going to be like, ooh, I love it that it's not a horror show. I don't think that really happened. I think the people that are just into this sort of thing liked it anyway. But folks that were expecting a horror show and like horror shows are going to be disappointed. If I would have went in cold, I would have. I, I guarantee I would have liked this show. But they shouldn't. They build it as something different. Even Netflix did. Like on the actual, sh- on the actual, like when you hover over something and it starts playing, they build it as a horror show. So I'm like, well, there's certainly elements that? of horror to it. I mean, they they're they're dealing with this, for yes. lack of a better word, a haunted house. Here, let me, let me just break down the the premise here. This is why I I say that it's a bit of a spooky. This is us. It says flashing between past and present, a fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. Kind of, this is us, wouldn't you say? In a weird way, without the haunting, like they had a home. 
and they got away from it and they're going back and forth like that. Is it just me? Is this yes, it is. It's definitely no. Fuck you. everyone. This is a. <laughs> this is a haunted. This is, this is us. Totally. This is. I mean, I think you're stringing it a lot. You're like, you know, because people are alive and then they they pass away. Then, <laughs> you know, there's people in a house and then later on they flash back, kind of like this is us. And then there's you know a title sequence like okay, this is fair us enough. Does and credits. Fair enough, Hudson. But it there it drew a similarity because of the, all the flashing back and forth. The fact that you're dealing with twins. Uh, there's you know it's a it's. You go back and forth between the husband and the and the wife, and there's at a certain point the wife isn't there anymore, but she's still in the show. I find that there are similarities there. I'm not saying that if you like this okay. is us, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna like this, but I still find similarities. I'm sticking with my analogy that it's a haunted this is us, but it doesn't make you sad and want to fucking go and hang yourself, um, you know. Afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That show, man. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's it's. Ugh. But here's the thing. Oh, but you know what? That's what I'll. Anyway. Um, Here's the thing about, I think going forward, Netflix, if you're listening, just don't try to do the switcheroo. Build a show what it is. Just promote. And we're, I mean, people would have been fine with this show. All the actors on this show are great. So you don't need to bill it as some crazy. I mean, they got like heavy hitters. You know what I'm saying? Timothy Hutton is like. Well, I don't know how long he's going to be. I don't know, but he was in the first episode. And I was like, oh, well, look at this. I did not expect to see him. Imagine if that would have happened if I did, had no idea what this show was really about or what the theme was. And I just thought it was a family show. I would have been like, oh, snap. And then when stuff started happening, I'd be like, are they going to go here? Because in the first episode, they do a bunch of jump scares, which aren't jump scares. Like it will be something happening and it's just a car screeching. Something happening, a door is just slamming. I'm like, okay, are you trying to be? What, what's going on here? Like, what's happening here? And so it just, now I'm going to go in with a clear brain being like, all right, it is a family show and it's not scary at all. That's what I'm going to know. It's not, it's not necessarily a family show. It's a show about a family. I don't know if I would call it a family show. There are some disturbing visuals in this watch it. Yeah. It's a story about a family. That's it. It's not going to be a scary show about a family. It's just going to be an interesting show about a family. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to watch it as such. And I probably gonna love really like it. That's really all I have to say about it. You know, um, I will say that there's this uh, this spookier than shit. Like if I was a kid, and there was something like this haunting me, and I'm, what I'm referring to is this this uh, spectral character by the name of the bent neck lady. If if um, I was a kid, and the way that this thing haunts this kid, I, I would be scarred for life. And I like how it all plays out. I'm not gonna say anything else about it, but I like how the story of the bent neck lady. Uh, carries out and there's also this did you get to, to the the that weird tall ghost man there's like super super skinny and he had like a cane and he's like floating through the hallways did you get to that at all negatory disturbing as shit so like i said it's it's got scary elements to it but i basically i can judge scary because nothing really you know there's really no movies that scare me per se but i can tell like like by gail she watched the whole thing so I can guarantee you it's not scary, ladies and gents. You just have to go with that. But understand that the writing is phenomenal. Um, I think this is a great show. I can't wait to see if they carry it on for another season. But that's really about it, Steve. I enjoyed it. Um, I highly recommend it to y'all. You have gotten the cosign of Dan for this show. So people, I got bad news for you. You now have to watch it. It's one of the rules. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. You guys have to watch it now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What else <laughs> you been watching, brother? 
something you've been watching, actually. I'm going to throw this one at you, Steve. I know we like to go by the notes and all, but you had told me to watch this. I know we can have a dialogue about it. So let's talk yeah. about it. What I'm talking uh -huh. about is another Netflix show that came out on, I think, the same day. Lots of stuff came. You know what? October 12th was a good day for shit. October 5th, another great day for shit. I love Halloween. I love scary movies. And this one, I don't know if I'm going to call it scary, but this was super, super interesting. And what I'm talking about is Apostle that's now showing Jeez, on Netflix. Dude. Bro, <laughs> thank you so much oh for the recommendation. Oh my gosh, man. I, what a whoo. This, this was like something that I, I mean, it's, it's kind of original to me in a way. It, I hadn't really seen anything quite like it. That's not necessarily true. I don't know what it was about this, man. Um, this, it was difficult. It was freaky. For me. Yes, it was a, and this isn't, again, I don't, it's not a horror movie, but it was horrifying. I mean, there's definitely horror elements to it. Let, Dude, me, let me break it down. A, go for it. Bro. It says in 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with the sinister religious cult on an isolated island. So, okay, let me, let me start from scratch. There's this cult, right? And this cult has, uh, they're living on this island and everyone's starving, essentially. They're not, their crops aren't growing well. There's a reason for that. But everyone's starving. So they need to, you know, they need to get some cash real quick to, to start and supplies and food just to keep their people living. What ends up happening is they go and they kidnap this woman and they hold her for a very high ransom. They're not going to pay that ransom, so they send in her brother to go and get him, to get her back, essentially. Once he gets there, he's got to go and, you know, incognito, obviously. They can't know that's what he's trying to do. And he ends up stumbling on a whole lot more than he really bargained for, to say the least. Uh, super interesting characters, man. The acting in this is another phenomenal, like... Another phenomenal cast. I mean, I, and I don't even know any of these people, really. Did you recognize oh, I any know Michael of them? Sh yeah, Michael Sheen. No, I've seen nobody, Michael Sheen I didn't like, stuff. I recognize Dan Stevens. That's the only one that I recognize. Really? Yeah. And he's fantastic in it here. He was in, uh, the, what can I see that I, what have I seen him in? He's in Downton Abbey. And I believe he was in Beauty and the Beast, if I'm not mistaken. Was Am I lying to you? Am I lying I never to you? Saw, I never saw nope. that movie. Yep, he was. He was in there. But um, he just plays this very, there's just something about the way he carries himself and these, these intense looks that he gets on his face. Uh, he does this scene at the very end of the movie where shit's really going down and he has, he's in a really jacked up situation where he may lose his life. He loses something. But um, that was the, some of the most believable anguish and pain that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I mean, it was, dude, it's, it's so, here's the thing. Like for this movie, it starts off, I'm in, you know, I'm just like, okay, this looks like it's going to be interesting. And I'm in for the ride. Um, and this is, I think what this is, is a great example of how to reel a watcher in, an audience in. Just loop them in and slowly start pulling them. Because it starts out totally normal. Very tame. Very tame. And then slowly things start happening. As in, like, there's one part where something falls between a crack of wood. And I'm like, okay, what did this turn into? Something, you know, something attacks what falls into the wood. And I'm like, whoa, what <laughs> just happened right now? Like, I thought in my brain, okay, this is now a monster movie. No, it just, it keeps on reeling you in. And by the end, it is absolutely horrifying one of the, one of, there's a punishment they have, and I'm not going to even ruin it for you. This punishment 
is just about the worst thing I've seen in a very long time. Not only would it be horrifying, it gets assisted with anticipation of what's to come. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to even, here's what I'm going to tell y'all. You're going to be so mad when you hear this. I wanted this. (laughs) Oh, I was so mad, dude. I was so, like, I don't get mad like that. But this guy had enraged me so much through the whole movie (laughs) that I was like, what? (sighs) You know what? I know I was talking to one of our friends and she's like, you drive me crazy by not ever giving the, you know, like the spoilers. But I don't want to give the spoilers. No, maybe not we're a little bit. One. Maybe we're kind of chaotic with the way we explain it. Yeah. But we're, it's because we're like, like this one here, we have no notes. We're just kind of going yeah. off of the top And of this our one's head. too early. This is, br- like, this is, I can't say this is two years old, we can spoil it. This thing just came out. I don't think a lot of people have watched it. And I think as the word gets around, this movie, it should gain steam. And I, again, Michael Sheen, man. I hate him in the beginning because I think I know who he is in the beginning. And then the director literally reels you in and says, do you know who he is? Do you know his past? Do you know what he's trying to do? Do you know his goal? And I'm like, this is how you reel us in it because you could tell this guy is a torn individual. He's, he's torn. doing things for a reason. They, totally. He thinks, Okay, randomly I show up to this island. Randomly I find this thing I found. So apparently this is God's will. No question. Because why would we randomly end up here? So in order to keep this thing going, we have to do what we have to do to further God's plan. Anything we have to do. However, when you start that ball rolling and you start saying, okay, we shouldn't do everything to further God's will, the people around you, at least one of them will say, oh, no. We do still have to do everything. And, then, and it makes sense. It makes sense because he started that. It's a, when I sat there at the end of the movie, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's a film. It's a crazy ass movie to say that's the least. That's a film. And then the end, that's how you stick a landing. That's how you stick a landing. So when you were talking about the punishment, I was thinking oh. of a completely different punishment. Um, not to be cryptic with you guys, but I'm talking about the uh, the dude with the helmet thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So when that scene goes down, that's what I thought you were talking about. That you is. Just, that's well, that's you, what I'm talking about. No, you're not. You're talking about the the teenager and the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, when you said helmet, I thought because that also goes with helmet. <laughs> oh lord. <that's, laughs> I don't like that kind of helmet, but Bruh. <laughs> I feel like Bruh. we're not explaining this well at all. I'm just no, it's cool. With you guys. It's cool. But the teenager one. Holy crap. dude! Yeah. All we can really say. Actually, we can say a whole bunch of shit, but all I can really say is check this movie out. Go in clean, clean. And and um, yeah, don't don't watch a trailer or anything like no. that. Personally, when I started watching it, I'm thinking, OK, this might be a little bit because it's very um, it's very dreary the way that yes. they film it. It's, you know, that's always overcast. And it and, doesn't get happier. No, I will warn you all that. It I'm just talking about the aesthetics of the movie, though. Yes. Like the weather itself is very overcast. It's not a bright mm-hmm. movie, not a very colorful movie. Yes. But stick with it because what you think, the road you think you're going down <laughs> is definitely not the road you're going down. Nope. And, what, and how this movie pans out is fantastic. The most disturbing, there was a few disturbing scenes, but one of the most disturbing scenes for me personally is uh, the scene where the main character is, uh-huh. he's doing some... Yep. 
he's doing some surveillance, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he goes underneath this house. <laughs> and oh, God. He, he finds himself in a, in a pool of viscera. I'll just say that. Ugh. And what transpires in this pool of viscera will give me nightmares for the next oh, yeah. two months. Well, see, even if it didn't transpire, when he's under that water... The fact alone that he's in that water. That's it. That's yeah. all you need. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think the other disturbing one was the, I'm not going to tell you who, but the finger rip. The finger rip messed me up. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That was the other oh one. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I just watched it last night, man. And I was like, oh, oh. I got to throw this one in. I'm just going to do impromptu, Jeez, throw this dude. one into the show because people we need do to best. watch this. this oh yeah. I'm surprised we're actually staying on task. We're not talking about like, we haven't gone to like, do you like cinnamon toast or anything weird? No tangents you know, so since far. since you bring it up, Jay. <laughs> I'm um, But, dude, yeah, please, watch this movie. As a matter of fact, I'm really excited because uh, I didn't know he wrote The Raid and The Raid 2. I love both of those movies. Gareth Ra- Evans. Raid is so, it is the best martial arts I've seen in so long. And it's real. Like, they're actually, I mean, obviously, they're actually, there's not stunt people doing it. Their goal, you can see the widescreen of them actually fighting. Raid, the Raid and the Raid 2 are incredible. Incredible. The theme is, I'm not going to give you a bunch, but what happens is um, this group of elite uh, um, police, uh, like they're a police force, and one of them is super dope, but they all can fight. They go into a drug lord's apartment complex, and the drug lord's like on floor, who knows, 47 or something. And the drug lord goes over his um, speaker because they have to get to the top. The doors lock behind them in this apartment complex. And it's a very wide open. So there's like, it's like a hotel where one floor, there's doors all the way around. The next floor, doors all the way around. So they have to go up the stairs to get up. And the drug lord says, we have some visitors here and they're trying to get me. I will pay this much money for the person who kills them all. And they have to fight their way up to the, the drug lord's uh, place. Oh, it's so good. And one of them, dude. Whew, dude is a, I mean, the martial arts in this film. Because when you're fighting a bunch of people, you have to keep it going. The martial arts are just going, 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 going. So by the time whatever happens... And you have to, when you imagine you have to fight a boss after fighting all those people, you're just worn to the ground and it looks, you're going to love Raid. You're going to love Raid. It's amazing. You heard it, folks. That is a Steve Hudson stamp of approval right there. Oh, no, no, no. It's done. Raid, if you don't like Raid, we're going to have to have a situation, we're going to have to have an actual talk about the, um, the goings on in your life. Like what's happening with you? Are you okay? Do you need some counseling? Because it's a perfect, it's almost a perfect movie. But I did not know he wrote it. I did not know that. He did a fantastic job on that. Uh, I can't wait for him to, uh, to see what he uh, ends up doing. He hasn't done a lot. He hasn't been, at a, you know, super doing a bunch of stuff. Love everything he's doing so far. I look forward to everything else. So great movie. Check out The Apostle. Moving along, Steve, um, I'm not going to talk about this one too much because it's only another it's another single episode. But because I paid for the subscription, I feel that I should be doing some justice. Yeah. This year. Speaking yeah. of justice, I am talking I like about what you D- said. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Try and say it, but you're just not oh, allowing no, me to. No. That's what I'm getting at. So talking over my, yeah, so my, my delivery. So still what doing I'm it. What I'm saying is, is like, because you still doing justice. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't get no. I no, get, that's no, I was, that's no, 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 no. I get, I get. You don't understand. What happened is when you were saying that you had the, uh, a subscription to DC, 
And then you said, I have to do it justice, is what I'm yeah, saying. That's like, where I was that going. was wild. That's what I was Okay, I'm not explaining this right. So DC has a, 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 they actually have people called the Justice League. And so when you said justice, I was like, oh, snap. I think he's referring, oh, he didn't catch it. And I was like, oh, well done. And then, so yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, go ahead. You sure? You, wanna, yeah. you can keep on going no, if you'd like. Please. No, please. I'm just trying to get my words out. Please. So. No problem. So like I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of justice, DC Universe, everything that he just rambled, that's what I was going for. (laughs) However, my delivery was fucked up because someone cut me off in traffic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe. Still cutting me off. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Jesus, man, this show fucking blows today. I don't know what's going on. We can't, they can't all be gems, right? All right. So DC Universe's Titans. I checked that out for the first time just the other day. And um, I'm sort of impressed with this show. It was nowhere near. I thought it was going to be bad. I'll be honest with you. Now, I'm coming from a non-DC fan, like a really dedicated diehard fan of DC. I'm coming from that. I'm not that guy. Okay, I I appreciate it. Um, I do like the comics. I do like Superman, Batman, all that shit. But I I don't go too deeply into this here. So this is me coming off, like just being really clean and, and just watching this. And it was not what I expected at all. First of all, it's way R-rated. Um, violent, you actually, and I'm sure everyone that's seen the commercials, like they hear, they hear Robin go, fuck Batman, you know? And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're going to throw a fuck in and it's going to be, that's how you, you get your, your edginess, you know what I mean? Yes. But it's really not that at all, man. I was actually super impressed with the story. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys that I think we have a hit on our hands. It could definitely, you know, one can't tell from a single episode. But the first episode I watched focused on Dick Grayson, who is a detective now. And then, of course, there was Raven, who's played by Tegan Croft. Also, Dick Grayson, played by Brenton Thwaites, by the way, if I'm going to start giving out, uh, you know, giving out the uh, accolades. You've got Anna, I think it's Diop, as Coriander's or Starfire. And that was the one I was really concerned with because, again, I'm not... I'm not a huge Titans fan or anything like that, but the, when they when I first saw the Titans on on the internet, I was like, "Wow, their costumes are kind of weak." Like I thought it was going to be something more like Inhumans. Like it just looked it looked bad. So I kind of went in, even though I was I was clean with it. I kind of went in with like ex- not expecting too much, and it turns out that everyone that I've seen so far is fucking awesome. Like they they they're solid. I think they've picked the right actors so far. I just recently saw uh, spoilers, not a big spoiler, but I just recently saw a, a picture that's going to show like it shows them with their, when they, when they find their final form is what I'm trying to say. I've seen that and it looks pretty damn good. Super violent, definitely R rated, uh, kind of action packed and has a great story. And I think that you guys should check this one out, Steve. I'm going to try and figure out a way for that to happen for you as well, sir. Dan, I'm going to watch it just because you gave it go sign. So now I'm on Doctor Who and DC's Titans. So are you going to get a DC subscription, sir? I'm sorry, you broke up. (laughs) You know what's funny? I was listening to this podcast this week, and this Uh, dude said, he's like, he's so disappointed in DC that he's going to start calling. uh, He's going to be like, I'm traveling to Washington Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know, man. People I mean, like, hate DCG. I'm not a fan. I'm really not a huge but, fan, particularly of the movies. But this was something that I could totally get into. So maybe it's my ignorance to DC no, no, that's no, no, making no. me I like this. I think it's good. I think it might be like because I'm a like I can purchase it like as in one off, right? Or do you have to have a subscription? 
Well, unless you're in the UK, I believe they're showing this on Netflix, which is kind of dope. But for, yeah, for us Americans, you got to have the subscription or you got to be crafty. Oh, you can't do the one ninety nine thing for an episode? Nah, man. This is a full on. This is like exclusive Damn. content. Yeah. So to do that. But then again, you said you were going to get DCU. So are you bullshitting you know the, are you bullshitting the use, public, I think Steve? I'm a, I'm, no, I'm going to use Johnny Bucks's uh, Netflix login. Steve. Steve Hudson, always saving a dollar. <laughs> oh, thrifty Steve right there. Stingy Steve. That's what they yeah. call him. Stingy see, Steve. I, because I already have uh, Marvel, and I don't think that they'd be compatible on my phone together. But there's more. It's, it's not even, like the comics isn't even the, the, the big selling point of this. Yes, you can download comics on there, and they have a pretty dope comic reader if you're going to watch. I'm not one to watch comics on my television. You know what I'm saying? But... They, they do have a pretty dope reader, but this isn't, they're not similar. It's not like Marvel Unlimited where you're just getting all these comics. You're getting comics, but you're getting all this old school. I'm rehashing stuff, guys. I apologize. But we, you're getting Teen Titans. You're getting Super Friends. You're getting the Batman, the animated series. You're getting the old Christopher Reeve movies. You're getting the old, uh, the Batman movies. And I think I've only seen like the Michael Keaton ones on there. So that's a good thing. But there's a lot more to it than just comics, dude. I honestly, I got in on the ground, not the ground floor, but the pre-orders is what I was trying to say. And I think when you put it all together, I think it came out to like 70 bucks a year. Not a bad deal for what's coming out with this. It's actually not bad. No, it's really not. And I think that it's worth it. I think, you know, uh, I'm not good at the maths, but it's only a couple of, a couple of, a couple of shillings a month. You know what I'm saying, guys? Not bad. No, not bad at all. So I'm going to go ahead and give it the old cosign. I do like DC Universe's Titans. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with it. Um, now, if you're coming from the DC standpoint, you're hardcore, you're, you're, you know, you, you know all the mythos and you go way back in the database, hit me up and tell me, am I full of shit? Be nice about it because I'm, you know, I'm coming in from a naive point of view, but I'm very curious what you guys think because I don't know. I was, I was expecting one thing, got another, and I can't wait till Friday to see the next one. That's the only thing is they don't drop everything at once. Uh, that's how they that's how they get you steve i know you hate that too you can't binge it but i got used to it like when we watched runaways on hulu i got used to the whole weekly serial thing it's it's not a bad deal we've just gotten spoiled first world problems we can't get our binge you know what i mean oh dan don't blame me i just paid the subscription well see what i could do is i could just wait for them to drop them all and then get the subscription you could or you could just do it and quit being crazy i could just watch it, it at your house <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Come over and we'll have a movie night. I'll get you your own little, you know, what are those things called? The snugglies. You know what I'm oh, please do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you a is, snuggly. Here's the, here's the thing. We're going to start the movie. Dad's going to be like, are the acoustics wrong? I'll be like, gee, Dan is fine. I don't know. It seems like there's an echo. What are you getting at, Steve? <laughs> are you trying to say that I'm a perfectionist control freak? Because you're right. <laughs> I don't know if it's, can you hear an echo? I'm like, no, it's just Batman talking. Yeah, but Batman doesn't know. Does he sound like that? Or is it the echo? Hold on, I'll be right back. Like, oh, geez. Fuck me for wanting to give you guys a quality show. That's all I'm saying. You know, I could have delivered shit to you. There's a smart guy that actually told me something. A very smart person. Uh, I was talking to him. I said, hey, would you tell the difference between really bad or like okay sound and good sound? And he said, you know what? It really doesn't matter. It's just different. It's not bad. It's just different. It sounds different. You're You're talking about my son. I am talking about this. <laughs> uh, what does he know? Kid can't even wipe his ass yet. No, I was like, I like this kid. Get over here. I slapped him on the face real quick. No, uh, I'll be the first to admit it, dude. I'm a, and not that I'm admitting it to you. I'm admitting it to these good folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a control freak. 
I, I hope I'm not too bad to where Steve hates me because he's still here. So I guess I'm not. But of course not. I want to give you guys a good show. And when it doesn't come out right, I get a little weird about it. It's no, caused he gets, some he gets downright pissy. It's caused some debates. It's caused some rifts. Uh, it even caused an argument one time. But that's <laughs> but I blame myself for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's no, it's it's a it's a thing where you want. Here's the thing. If we did, okay, here's what I will admit. I'm gonna say this on the podcast. So if we did it Dan's way, it would be an amazing podcast. If we did, if everything Dan says, hey, Steve, can you do this for me? If I did everything Dan said, it would be incredible. Like watch shows? What do you mean? I'm just, what do you get? No, at? like put in like drops, <laughs> make beats for different things. It would be incredible. We're going to get there. Downright incredible. All I have to do is just sit down and do it. Even if he's, the thing is, Dan is the person you want on your podcast. You want Dan being like this on a podcast because it makes things amazingly better. You don't want someone to be like, do you feel like doing this? Nah, not really. And if in the back of your head, you'd be like, yeah, it would be easier if we didn't. Nah, let's not do it. You want someone to be like, yes, and we'll do this, and we'll do that, and we'll do this. And you're like, okay, well, I guess we got to do all those things. You want that person on the other side of your table. So yeah, I love that Dan is like, we need to do these things because it makes us not be able to be lax. And we can't because Dan. Because I'm an asshole. No, you're, you're, a, you're a driven individual. You are driven and even in your profession you're driven and in your normal life you're driven. Look at you've been married to your high school sweetheart. That takes drive in itself. We weren't together the whole time, though. We just happened to be together Not at one point in high school. Still your, okay, I said you married your high school sweetheart. She was a sweetheart in high school, and you married said person. Yeah, that's but when married. you use that term, here we go with the tangents. All right, I feel more That's not true. Now. No, 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 when let's you, go when here. You, when you say, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Please. <laughs> when you say high school sweetheart, I think that that tends to give the impression that you have been with someone for that long, like exclusively. Wasn't the case. I don't she think it was exclusive. She didn't want me. She didn't Bruh. want me for a while. I'm just saying. Have you she, seen she, your high school pictures, Jay? She. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your high school picture, Mr. <laughs> Shit Talker. Looking like fucking Belle Biv DuVoe or some shit, I'm sure. I did. I did. Uh, and the, here's the you had a, You had a, like like shiny clothes and hammer pants, huh? Oh, no question, G. I, I mean, literally. Yeah, so let's see that. No question. There, this is true. I'm just saying <laughs> the fact that y'all, no, you're right. it takes drive to keep a, a marriage going through all the <laughs> different... Because, dude, you're not the same people you were in high school. So in your not even professional close. life, you're driven. Personal life, you're driven. Why would I expect you not to be driven in podcasting? There's nothing that gave me the hint of it. I just like what I like, man. I know it drives you crazy sometimes, but p- folks, I promise no. I'm just doing it for you. That's it. No. Here's the thing. Here's what Dan will write. He'll, here's what Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are you giving tricks of the trade here? Oh, okay. Here's, here's what Dan ears. will text. And he does it kindly. Like, he'll be like, um, you know what would be cool is if this. Hey, man, you know what we should do this. Now, these come off like... Um, these are suggestions, sort of. They usually happen around 1.30 in the morning for some reason. Yes, but they're always right. They're always good suggestions. They're always things that I'm like, I'm literally right there. And all it takes for me to just, I just need to be like, you know what? I'm going to go a month with doing Dan's suggestions. That's it. And I guarantee after that month, I'm, I think you're going to be suggested out. I think after that month of suggestions, you will have enough stuff where you're like, okay, we're good. But I need to just be like, it's anytime you ask me to do something, I'm just going to do it for a month. 
And then after that month, you're going to be like, oh, well, we got everything. We're good. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. It's not yes. like I want to continually, you don't, continuously you don't. change the show. I'm just you trying to. I got a vision, Steve. That's all I'm saying. I got a vision. You really do have a vision, and you're you're a go getter, dude. You're a freaking go getter. And again, again, that's what that's what the, you have. Something I don't have, and that is. Don't go- talk about my large penis. Stop it. Oh my god. Stop it, Steve. It's embarrassing. <sighs> Stop it. That was so. I'm red, good. like right now. I'm heat. Really I feel my good. ears are hot. That was so good, Jay. I mean, I that was fast in a mug, and that was really. You're just like da 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 da, really well. I mean, you're, I'm rubbing off on you, Jay. First of all, this thing's a burden. All right, I'm just telling you. It, oh it's, it's a, people like to think that it's just this. Oh, oh, hey, he's got that, and that must make him super confident. This is a burden, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I would. Here's what I'll tell y'all. <laughs> Thank you for you see, cutting me off because I was just going to get myself in trouble. I'm sure. If, if you if you see his high school picture, he has to have one. <laughs> he has to be telling the truth. There there is okay. No I may need to put this thing way. up on the website. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm willing to put my picture up on the website if you put your picture up on the Oh, website. but the, here's the problem. My my high school uh Oh, there there was a fire. They're all gone. My, no, my senior pictures are really good. Like so good that my mom had it drawn cuz they came out that well. I'm not going to lie. They came out really well, but I'm a handsome devil. I would gladly put my senior picture up because I look. Right. Del- I have Let's a suit it. and tie, and I'm just like, hey, hey, hey. Okay, then you beat me. Yeah, I'm gonna I tell you how it was. Thing. If you like, if I'm just glad that my, <laughs> I'm just glad that my now wife was into mullets and Cosby sweaters because that's what that shit was. Pretty it was much. bad. Oh, no, Pretty I mean, like much. in high school, all I wore was like, you know, I was a metalhead, so all I wore was like Slayer shirts, Metallica shirts, whatnot, and that was my thing. And I had a fucking rock and mullet and, and it was pretty, it was so terrible. <laughs> and the fact that I even thought like there was a point in time where I'd be in front of the mirror, like blow drying that shit and finish it up. I look good. I actually had that fucking thought in my head and it makes me insane. But there was, you know what the best part is? I wasn't even the worst one. Like there, there was people that I was like going, oh damn, you're a mess. But yeah. So I'm just glad she liked Cosby sweaters and, um, cause the Cosby sweater reference comes in because that's that's how i i wasn't gonna wear a sports coat are you fucking kidding me i wasn't gonna do that i'm gonna wear a sweater and i wore a sweater and, I, and if you look in the yearbook i think there's like wow. me and one other dude with a cosby sweater on and he has a mullet too so it's kind of awesome we had a club you know well here's the big thing if i'm ever like when i come into money and i need to invest in a future million dollars i'm calling your wife just use tissue don't use money wow <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, uh, what should I invest in for the future? Because you seem to know investments fairly well. Oh, contrary. You invested, you invested low and you're able to get high because Dan, she invested at an interesting point. Oh, you're talking about Gail. Yeah, that's, oh. a, that's, that's a fantastic investment. That I, oh, yeah, dude. Sure. I, I thought you were her, talking about like I need stocks in? or something. No, but no. Yeah, I'm going to ask her for the investment advice. I'm like, hey, what can I buy low right now that it might gain traction? in 30 years like oh this because i just know how to do that because my lord have mercy g because gail looks exactly the same but dan you've never seen a picture of her sure did oh yeah that's right you did but we weren't (laughs) in high school then that's right i forgot you've actually been to the casa now so i don't know um (laughs) we went on a babble there i guess we there's our there's your tangent for the week ladies and gentlemen but I still have more to talk about. So do you mind if I continue, Steve? Or would you like to talk about your submission? Because I got a couple more. You know what? Let's go to you. Let's go to you. There are no submissions. I I, There's... Okay, hold on. There's a submission. Come on, Hudson. All right, look. I'm going to tell you what I watched. 
But I really, I feel bad because it's like I'm getting <laughs> on the train that's already left the station. Kind of like Doctor Who, but not to the extent of Doctor Who. It's called The Man in the High Castle. Now, I know everyone right now is like- I haven't seen like, Oh, wow. Well, I mean, wow. Okay. Well, look, <laughs> I'm sure people are listening being like, well, yeah, it's amazing. Because I love the Americans, so of course I was going to love Man in the High Castle. So what it is, is in this fictional world, the Nazis won. They won. And uh, it's weird because they have like a San Francisco Republic of like Japan or something now. It's not Frisco. And it's like when you, they, I don't want to ruin it for people, but they build it up where everything's different now. People can still do normal stuff, but everything's different. Like there's a part where you came up on someone and they're just randomly on the side of the street. You know how they do that thing where you cut yourself open if you mess up the Japanese? Uh, Harry Carey? Yes. Someone on the side of the road just doing that because he messed up somehow. Because that's just what is happening. Because the Nazis won and somehow it affected everything. Um, and it's a, it's the struggle of this person who they got a video showing that things are somehow different. The Nazis didn't win. And they're like, wait a minute. If the Nazis won, where is this video from? Because they didn't on this film. So it's their goal of getting the film to where they need to get it to. And it's just them, these people, these um, rebels trying to get it to where they need to get it to. And also, they still have, you remember that dude from um, Notorious or the um, uh, Inglorious Bastards? That was just a freaking murderer. You are talking about Christoph Waltz. He's in there today. He's on, he's not him, but that guy exists. Like, as soon as he walks in, you're like, oh, that's him. Like, when he walks in, people are like, oh, no. And they're like, well, one of you guys are doing something. And of course, can I ask you a quick is? question? Yeah. I want to be able to follow a little bit better. And I'm not sure, you know, I'm like the one guy that maybe hasn't seen it. Is this like a, um, is it like a hypothetical situation or is this more of an alternate universe situation? I can't tell you that. Okay. Okay. Because someone ruined I, it I for had a me. feeling. Someone that ruined it for me. Okay. And I'm not going to ruin it for you. That's all right. But, but you know, when you have a film saying, wait a minute. Which is why I asked. That's the thing. And it kind of was like, it's not so much ruined, but I would have liked to see that. But it's a, um, cause I wouldn't have put it together if they wouldn't have said anything. I would have just said, oh, this film is fake. That's what this is. I'll leave this in if necessary and I'll take it out if necessary. But is this something I shouldn't have stumbled upon? Like I shouldn't have mentioned um, this I on would the show? Watch, I would, um, you're not gonna have time, but if, if before you, I would watch the first episode and see if you're like, oh no, it's fine. Or if you'll be like, nah, I'll probably take it out. But then you know that there's a film. Oh no, take it out. Take it out? Maybe not take it out. I don't know, Dan. That's a good question. Because <laughs> well, you haven't, know, you haven't told me the answer. Me. Yeah, because it was ruined for me. So I don't know how I would have reacted had I not known about the movie. Hmm. I don't know because I there. Oh, you know what's funny? What's that? I haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just know what's on the film already. Happy birthday, Johnny. How you like this show? Damn it. No, but anyway, 
But anyway, uh, I would watch the first episode and see if you take and leave this in because it at least shows that we care about the fans. <laughs> we do we care. care about the listeners that we're going to be discussing this. <laughs> we don't know if we should take it out or not. Either way, look, there's a film involved. But the weird thing is, here's the weird dynamic, and I never thought about this. Say you're under a Nazi regime or a um a dictatorship, or you know, in that situation. Everyone's saying this is We're what there. you have to. This is what you tell me about it. This is what you have to do. And so every day you do your thing. You do your thing. You do your thing. And someone is like, "What if we don't have to do this?" Immediately, you're like, "Nope, we do." Be like, "But yeah, what if there's another way?" No, there's not, because this is the way things are. And if your significant other becomes a rebel, you are now the punk that's still going along with the routine. You're like, "I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it." And then. You start being a rebel, but you don't tell your wife because you don't want her to get in trouble for what you're doing. She kind of doesn't want you to get in trouble for, so that when someone takes you away to torture you and they say, do you know anything? You really don't because they didn't tell you anything. So seeing you go in these separate lives, trying to keep each other safe away from what you're doing is incredible. And I was like, yeah, that's what you'd have to do. I couldn't come back and tell Maj what I'm doing. And if Maj was doing something, he wouldn't want to tell me what he's doing. But the fact that you know something's going on across the table during dinner, there's something you're not telling me. You're not going to work for four hours overtime every night. What are you doing? And do I want to know? What the crap is going on? Yeah, and it's so freaking good, dude. I noticed that there's four seasons of it. Yeah. So I'm are like, you, how far oh, along dude, are you? I'm only on episode seven. Well, I guess only as a Of star. season one? Yeah. I'm only on episode seven. And man, oh, and... So then there's a good there's a good majority of people that already know what the question oh, I totally. asked. Okay, oh, gotcha. totally. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And the thing is, there's a guy named the sheriff. And you know what, guys? Fast forward if you don't want to hear this. There's a scene where he goes in. He has a toothpick. If you look up the sheriff on, um, I'm sorry, because uh, I think you've seen him before on Man in High Castle. His name is. Oh. What's his name, I wonder? That's a very interesting thing. I see some titles here that I could throw at you, but is it, is it Inspector Keto? Is it Sergeant Yoshida? No, because no, I'm looking that, at the actors. Yeah, if you, if you go, if you put Sheriff Man in High Castle, that actor, whatever his name is. Anyway, he always has a toothpick in his mouth and he has the long trench coat and he has the cowboy hat. And so he's given... He's literally given free range to kill anyone that was, uh, uh, that was Jewish and escaped and made a new life. So he goes into this one place well, at one point and he asked, hey, have you seen such and such? And the, gr- the guy already knows when he walks in, oh, Lord. And the guy's like, no, I don't. I, I haven't seen him. He's like, okay. And then he walks away and he's like, all right, David, I'll talk to you later. And he walks away and he looks back. He's like, is your name David? And immediately you're like, oh, no. He's like, yeah, my name's David. He's like, is it? He takes out these cards and shuffles them. Every card is the face and the real name of someone he's going to kill. And he pulls out the card. He's like, or is your name this? And then he's like, before you start whining, I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to kill you and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, oh my God. Like, what do you do in that moment? What do you do in that moment, G? 
I said, this is such a good scene. And he has this, he has the quick draw, uh, like shotgun. He's the sheriff. And I'm like, dude, this is so creepy. He's just allowed to kill people. He'll string them up. He'll hang them and be like, do not take this man down until the freaking crows have picked him dry and walks away. Because he has the license to do that in this world. And wherever he goes, someone is like, oh, no. And he's a tangential character, Dan. He's a, he's a side character. So when all this crap is going on, all of a sudden they'll get to a town and you'll see the sheriff's car and you're like, oh, that's right. He's around. I forgot about him. And he has a stack of cards that might have your name on it. Gee, what the crap? What a character. What the crap is Holy crap. So Man in the High Castle, people, if you haven't watched it, please give it a try. I guarantee if you go in cold, you'll love it. You'll love it. You're going to really like it. It is. Here's why it's so scary. You know what? I'll just say this. The times we're in is why it's so scary. I could dig that. Because people are they're, they're, They don't believe in what's happening, but they're like, we have to go along to get along. I don't want to be the guy that might, uh, you know, get killed for my beliefs. But then there's another group of people that are just like, I'd rather die for what I believe in than live in this bull crap. If you're going to kill me, then do it. But I am not going to be able to look at my son in the face if I do this thing. So it's really good. dude. You, you're going you're gonna to like it. Dan, it's right up your alley. It's right up your alley. You're going to like it after two. Ep- two. In the episode one, you're going to like it. Two, you're in. You're for, you're, so that's Bad in High Castle. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, I recommend you going ahead and purchasing Amazon Prime, not doing any shenanigans like getting somebody to let you borrow their uh, code just to watch a few episodes. Because that's terrible. That's terrible. Don't do that. But if, you know, you're like, <laughs> don't do that. You know, they're cracking down. You should down be ashamed of yourself for doing that. Exactly. I mean, don't, don't have somebody make a whole account for you on their own thing so you can watch Hulu. Don't do that. People. That's ridiculous. Who would do That's such a thing? silly. Exactly. Shenanigans. That son of a bitch needs to die. That's what I hear. Okay, that's a bit extreme. That's yeah, a bit extreme, but it. still. They should, what is it called? <laughs> Harikari? I'm going to do Hari. I mean, uh, that person should do Harikari. Is that what it's called? Or is it Harikari? Yeah, I believe it's Harry Harikari. I believe Dude, that's right. It's, it's fairly devastating. When I watched it, I mean, not that it was real. Wasn't that the name of the uh, baseball announcer that Will Ferrell used to do? Harry Carey? Remember I that guy? He He'd talk it. like this. He'd be like... If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Boy, I know I would. You never heard, you never Why? seen that before? No, but that was a great Jimmy Fallon impersonation. That wasn't Jimmy Fallon. That was Gee, uh, sounds just a bad like Will Ferrell. Sounds just like Jimmy Fallon. Or Let's maybe it's because in my brain, that's what I hear every time Jimmy Fallon talks. Maybe so. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe I just did a so, really bad impression. Pete, you're actually good at impressions. Do your Christopher Walken real quick. I don't do a Christopher Walken. God damn it, Hudson. Gee, just do <laughs> it. Don't do, do Christopher it. Walken, please. For the Ain't listener. happening. Sorry, not not not. Dan, come on, G. Nope, nope. Dan, nope. okay, I'm nope. I'm happening. asking you. Imagine I'm texting you saying, well, you know, it would be a good idea. Imagine I'm doing that. Yeah, you know, it'd be a good idea. I don't do a Christopher Walken. I'm but trying you to be. Do. Listen, I do. if I did, if I did a Christopher Walken, I would be like, sure, here you go, because I like doing that kind of. But shit. I've you told hear me do impressions you you all do. the time on the show. Yeah, you told me you died, but no one else has. But and if I, you just. I, Hey, okay, okay, okay. Then okay, tell you what. Why don't you go ahead and put one of your songs up right now? Go ahead and play a song for us. That's different. 
Why is it different? That's way different. Because you're, you're Christopher Walken. If you did that in front of people, they'd be like, that's Christopher Walken. Well, I'm saying if you played one of your songs on the show right now, people would you would get a number of fans. So why not do it? Dan, you do know that those are not comparable. You like how I use comparable? That's dope. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, what has happened to the show? I Steve, don't know, We man. got into our groove again. I was worried for a second. I was really worried. I'm like, he sure is staying on uh, topic. What's going on with Dan over there? What's I don't know. On? You know, I think that's the problem is I, I was trying to not be so tangential, but I think maybe that's our livelihood. That's you know what our root. Gee, that's what people listen I for. I think so. Because, you can blame me. Okay, here's what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this. And this is the last one I'm going to ask. I'm just not going to do it anymore because I know it, for some reason you're not going to do it, even though you do if it. If the words Christopher or walk-in come out of your mouth, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Like I was saying, let's move on. <laughs> Trust me, guys. I promise. If I could do a dope, Christopher Walken, so I, would do it I would talk. I would talk to the rest of the show like that if I could. I don't oh. do it. I swear on my children, I do not. Jesus, do that how did I Walken. know it was Christopher Walken when you did it? Because I said Christopher Walken. You didn't, dude. You did it, and I was like, that sounds just like him. I can't even do like like. I think the. I can't do it. I I swear to you, I can't. <laughs> I would even do like a bad. An impression of somebody else, but I can't do it. So you got to understand, walking is a, that's a craft right there. There's only so many people that can do that well. Jay Moore is one of them. And then the other guy is- Kevin uh, Pollack. Oh, thank you very much, Kevin Pollack. I could see him and now I know his name. Now Jeez. that's an imitation. <laughs> there, okay, but that's what they do for a living. It's just like saying, hey, do Denzel. And then I'm like, well, Jay Farrell does Denzel. They're like, yeah, that's what he does for a living. But you can do a decent Denzel. Do a Denzel right now. I can't do a Denzel. I don't yes, you can, that. Steve. Yes, I you can. can. But the thing I've is, heard you do it. You've never heard me do it. I've <laughs> heard you do Christopher Walken, and it's good. Not happening. Okay, I'm going to ask you every week. Okay, you do it. I'll work on it. And if I can get it, I'll do it for you. I promise that. But I just, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. No one gives a shit okay, anyway. who do you want me to work on? Who do you want me to work on? Who, who do I want you to uh, do an impersonation of? I want you to do... Yeah, I'll start working on it. Um, that's a good question, man. Let and me get I'm back serious. to you on that. One. I'm going to seriously work on it. Okay, let me get back to you. I'll I'll I'll, okay. I'll follow up on that question. You have me on the spot. Okay. All okay, right. I got. What one. else you been watching? Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I think you should do um, William Shatner. Yeah, but I'd be doing an impersonation of an impersonation. Like that's a one that's a cheater. Like give me something I have to work on. Shatner, I would just be doing a an impersonation of an impersonation because too many people do it. Walk-in? Same thing with walking. No, no one does walking. Lots of people Jay do, but only Kevin. two do it well. I know, but like for for me, everyone. If you if I said, "Hey, do," uh, if I just showed them a video of someone doing uh, Shatner, they would do it and they would do it okay. I'll be like, "But someone doing walking, that's not a thing." People can. I don't know what y'all are doing, Shatner. You could tell he, you know, you you rasp up your voice and pause between. Walking is a voice thing. What y'all are doing with the back of your throat, I don't know. I don't get it. And you do it. You know who does a great Christopher Walken? Dave Grohl. He does Dave Grohl do does a, a fantastic one. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's right. He's like, ladies and gentlemen. See, I can't do it. It just doesn't oh, come out right. We did that's- it, ladies and gentlemen. A little no. bit. We got a little bit. Foo Fighters. I can't do him, but I would love to. There's Can someone something- teach me how to do it? Because there's a skill to it that I just don't have. See, I want to learn a Denzel. I'm going to learn a Denzel. I want to learn, and I want to learn a... Um, you give me I, a name. I give you... You say, pick somebody. I give it to you. 
Now you're weaseling out of it. Shatner is going to be cake, dude. It's not going to be hard. Okay, let's hear it. I'm not going to do it now. Why not? Because it's, it's, because it's like fake, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to be doing an impersonation of uh, family or uh, family guys. Because they do Shatner all the time. Okay, I'll be like, oh, I'll just do that. Oh, but they do a good Shatner. Guys, please <laughs> write in. Write in. Write in and let us know what you think of this show because it's kind of Absolutely. Crazy, I think it's great. But anyway, okay, back to what you've been watching. What else you've been watching, bro? All right. So, um, you know, I checked out something last night and I think I like it. It's the very first episode of a new series by the name of Camping. Have you heard of Camping? I have heard of Camping. It's not a bad show. I just think that it could go either way. And um, I'll talk about it a little bit. So Camping is a, it's based on a British comedy. They adapted it. And it is starring a pretty solid cast. It's written by Lena Dunham. So she's not in it, at least yet. But if you like her style of writing, which I do, I, I, I liked Girls. I think you'll like this here. But the, it's the cast that got me. So we've got Jennifer Garner, who plays Catherine. Uh, she's married to Walt, who's played by David Tennant. And then uh, I believe it's her sister. Catherine's sister is Carlene, who's played by Ione Skye. And she's married to Joe who was played by Chris Sullivan, who plays Toby in This Is Us. I fucking love this guy, first of all. I think he's awesome. He also plays Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He, this dude is doing some of the most solid acting that I've seen coming out of his show. I absolutely love his character on This Is Us, but I'm not here to talk about This Is Us. What this is about, I'll go ahead and give you the breakdown. It says, a man's camping trip, they're referring to David Tennant. It's his 45th birthday. They go on a camping trip. A man's camping trip with his wife and friends spirals out of control. That's really all it says. It's a U.S. adaptation of the British series Camping, but I already told you that. So I watched the first episode, and really what it comes down to is Jennifer Garner, who plays Catherine, is a very neurotic, very controlling type of person. You may know someone like that, Steve. I'm not saying who, but it's me. And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, But she's married to David Tennant, who plays Walt. She takes him on his 45th birthday to this camping area, and she's the kind of person, she's kind of like in a non-silly, well, silly, but uh, you know how like Clark Griswold in vacation had an itinerary and you got to oh, stick sure. to the itinerary. Yeah, it's totally. very much, it's, it's, she's very much like that. She's got this whole thing planned out. She's, she's been working on it for a while, probably the last year or so planning for this thing. And everyone gets to the camping ground. And of course, nothing goes the right way. So it's, and you just have all these crazy characters. Juliet Lewis is in this and she plays, um, it's like a friend. It's like their, their friend just got divorced. So that's like the thing, like don't anyone, you know, don't upset him. Let's not talk about that because they poor, poor them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a shame. And he shows up, he rolls up with uh, Juliette Lewis, who's like this free spirit kind of character. And it's such a contrast to the rest of them. Um, Jennifer Garner's also like fighting with another couple. She was fighting with the wife. Uh, who's that? I believe it was uh, Nina Joy, I think her name was. And she's played by Jan, Janica Bravo. You heard of her? I've never heard of her. So Janik Sabravo, am I saying that right? Yeah, I'm saying it right. Anyway, she's great in it. Apparently, they had some kind of falling out. There's, you can tell that they're setting this show up to, for what's to come. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna address that issue eventually. But they had this falling out. And so, she, not, you know, because Jennifer Garner's crazy in, the, in this role, she's trying to not only make sure that she's the fun captain for all this, but she's trying to patch up all these things and make sure everyone's good. And all she's really doing is just annoying everybody. I really liked it. It was. It's. I think it's like a half an hour show. The way. I, the reason I say it's a half an hour show is because I took a muscle relaxer, Steve, and, and I'm really like oh. not good with medication. So time sort of stood still, but it held my attention completely. And I, I think this is a really. This is something that I think if they keep going in the direction that you're going or that they're going, rather, uh, it's going to be a really funny show. It's just very quirky. The cast is so solid. I don't see how it can really go wrong. 
You know what I mean? Uh, another great character in it is Brett Gelman. You know Brett Gelman? Brett Gel. Oh, yeah, tall dude. He was in The Other Guys. He was in a Harold and Kumar movie. He's been in all kinds. He's one of those guys that you've seen a bunch. But you once you seem like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He's in it. He's, he's a comedian. He's fantastic in this. The performances that I've seen in this single episode, they're all fantastic. So it's given me every inclination that I should keep watching this. Uh, I, I recommend checking it out strongly. I think it's fantastic. It's on HBO. If you have HBO Go, stop right now. Go watch it. Come back to this and uh, check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Not a lot to say because it's just a one-off so far, just a single episode. But I think I may be giving my thoughts on this one as we go along just because it intrigued me enough to like, I can't wait for the next one. So that is Camping starring Jennifer Garner and David Tennant. Speaking of David Tennant, we were talking about the doctor earlier. See how I just brought everything back around again? That was really, you know, what's funny. I, I'll move along. <laughs> like Brett, Brett Gelman. I remember him from the other show, like uh, Love. Love. He was in Love. Oh yeah, he was in Love. That's right. Yeah, he was that. So right when I saw his picture, I was like, Oh yeah, he was good. See in what love. I'm saying? Yeah, he's that guy where it's like, I know, I know you've seen him. I just yeah, don't know what sure. you've seen him in. But and he's so great. It's, isn't it's it? a weekly. It's a weekly. Yeah, it's on HBO. And I think it just started show. last weekend. Mm-hmm. But check it okay. out. It's worth your time. I promise. Done but deal. I'm very curious. Even off mic, text me. Let me know what you think. Done deal. Consider it done. All right. Fair enough, sir. What else you got, young man? Well, sir, I've got this last submission here, and I think that we can talk about this one a lot because this is right up our alley, particularly this week. So I was watching Netflix. I was looking for something. It's a Halloween season. It's October. I like watching the scary stuff. I like watching things that are, you know, related to scary things. That was a burp in case you didn't catch that, guys. And um, I know. I'm sorry. But uh, I just like watching things that are spooky. You know what I mean? And, And one thing that I really love about October is all the haunted houses. So I saw something that came out last year on Netflix. And it's called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. Let's talk about this one because there is a lot that we could talk about. First of all, I'm going to say, I think this is a very, it's a documentary. Haunted houses for Halloween have spawned a growing subculture of extreme full contact terror simulations. But how far is too far? That is the question of the day. So we start off kind of taming this here. And um, Steve and I, by the way, are going to be over at uh, Universal Studios California this weekend checking out Hollywood Horror Nights. I don't know if any of y'all have been on that, but I can't freaking wait because it's going to be fun. We're going to be recording for the show there. So I think that's why I wanted to put this one in. And by the way, if anyone is listening and is going to be at Hollywood Horror Nights on Sunday, hit us up, tweet us, something like that. I think it would be fantastic to meet with you guys. We could do the house together. We could put you on the show. I know it's kind of a long shot, but if you're out there, please contact us because it would be great to meet you guys face to face and have some fun together. So now, back to Haunters, The Art of the Scare. So it starts off fairly tame, just talking about the history of haunted houses. Uh, when I say haunted houses, I mean the, you know, the man-created ones that they put up every October. And it gives us a little bit of a Hollywood Horror Nights. It um, talks about several other ones. But the one that I... W- Uh-oh, did I lose you? God damn it, I lost him. Okay, so we are having like a communication nightmare today, guys. We're trying to get through the show. It's been a bitch to do. So uh, I just connected back with Steve again. I'm going to finish talking about what I was talking about, which is Haunters, the Art of the Scare. So what this is about, primarily, it focuses on two different maze designers. Uh, One of them is a guy by the name of... uh, Donald Jolson, I believe. And this guy is kind of like your your neighborhood. You know how like when you, I don't know about you, Steve, but doing like trick or treat back in the day, there's always that one house that wants to really go for it. Couldn't do trick or treat because I was Adventist, but I get it. Oh, that's that's it. Okay. So, you know, when all the other kids were having fun, (laughs) 
that's that's what I'm talking about. You are the worst ever. You know, and you were remember when you were all deprived of your childhood uh you know things. That's 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 what I'm referring to. That's what you guys were doing? Oh wow. We were doing all kinds of crazy fun things, Steve, but you know, I understand, you know. But anyway. Damn. (laughs) Wowzers. All right, so Donald Jolson, he's the guy that I'm talking about. He's the guy that when you go and you're trick-or-treating in the neighborhood, you have that one house and the dude that really, really, really gets into it. It's it's kind of a funny dynamic. He's married. Uh, his wife pretty much hates it from the start. She's just not into it at all, but she's very supportive, albeit, albeit she's a little bit insulting to him. But I kind of get it, you know what I mean? Because this guy starts, he's that guy that starts thinking about Halloween on November 1st. And he works, his, it's, that's his whole deal. So he ends up, she like gives him a budget to do this. He wanted to do like, I think, because he only has it up for four hours is the thing. But he puts like his heart and soul into this shit all year round. It's probably quite annoying actually to his wife. So I kind of understand where she's coming from. But he makes this maze and, you know, he's done it year after year. Uh, He tried to do it at his mom's. That's right. He does it at his mom's house because he doesn't have the room for it. So he's kind of a pain in the ass is what I'm getting at. But we see his whole like struggle of trying to build this haunted house, what it means to him, what he puts into it, again, for just a minimum of four hours. Uh, he ends up coming up with something pretty cool, and he ends up, which I'll let you watch, he ends up becoming, I don't know if he's, I would call it successful, but he does end up landing a gig, and so I'm happy for the guy. Oh, because nice, you'll, dude. Yeah, because you'll, yeah, you, cause you'll see, you know, he's... You could tell his wife's ready just to clobber him over the head with something. You know? Well, <laughs> good reason. Good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he's really, really fucking into it. And um, But you'll see. Especially when it's four hours a night. That's the thing. Now, there's another person that they focus on. And, oh, God, I got to remember her name. She is like this longtime scare actress. Uh, I think, oh, Char Mayer is her name. They, they, they refer to her as a legendary scare actor. And it just... It's, you know, it's a documentary, so it's focusing on her career with it, how she got into it, why she loves to do it so much. She's older now, why she still does it, and why she's one of the best, at least in the, this, you know, documentary. But it's, she's kind of like the, she's not as interesting as the other two stories. Now, this is where it gets crazy. There is a guy by the name of Russ McCamey. Some of you already know what I'm talking about, but he owns, I guess he owns it. He creates it. This is something that goes on. It started off as just a Halloween thing, okay? And it's in San Diego, and it's called McCamey Manor. Now, if you've been to any, like, say, Hollywood Horror Nights or any of the other haunted houses, you know that you can pretty much maneuver through those areas. You can avoid being touched. You could even probably have, like, get me out, I'm done, and someone will come and get you out. There's always an exit. McCamey Manor is not this place. Not at all. In fact... It's so crazy that he actually screens his guests. You have to make an appointment. He screens you on Skype. He asks why you want to be into it. And he tells you straight up, like, there is no safe word. Like, if you, go, if you come to this, your ass is staying in it no matter what. Now, this is where I think it gets a little bit crazy. This is why I don't think that I would do something like this. It's not the scariness, the whole jump scare thing. It's not that. If I want out, I want fucking out now. Now, in the line of work that I do... Granted, this is not a haunted house, of course, but, you know, when someone says they want out, you take them out because if not, that's deemed assault. Okay, I'm not saying that Russ McCamey and his crew are assaulting people, but I'm not saying that they're not. This place has become kind of legendary in San Diego and throughout the country. They actually show a woman from Kuwait who was so hardcore into it. She came from Kuwait just to go to this haunted house. That's the only reason that she came. And when you go into this one, this is not a like a spectator experience. You are in it. You are in it. They are allowed to touch you. 
they're allowed to manhandle you. They're allowed to there's okay. There's one line that he tells his workers in this. He says, what are you guys going to do if someone gets nervous in there and they throw up and like they're, you know, the, the newbies are kind of like, Oh, clean it up. Or I forget what they said. He's like, no, you're going to pick it up with your hands and you're going to shove it back into their mouth. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Uh, I highly recommend if you have never heard of this to just YouTube it, McCamey Manor and watch it. So what this Russ McCamey guy does is he follows these people. I'm not sure. I would imagine that it has to be like a, maybe just like a small group of people at a time because his whole deal is he's just getting footage and he puts the footage up on YouTube. And that's the fucking disturbing part about it is that he's, he's, (laughs) <laughs> the flip side he's actually like a wedding dj and he sings this shows him singing that all is the so songs, funny you know that is so funny. yeah and, and he's like a he seems like a light-hearted guy he's kind of freaky looking uh bad set of teeth you'll see what i'm talking about but um mm-hmm. he's a freaky cat but when he goes into this whole mckamey manor mode he's I, I i honestly i think it's kind of borderline torture to be honest with you i'm being really serious it's something that i would never do because if i fucking want out i want out now and if not i'm swinging at people and uh, that's, he's like, yeah, you might get hit. You know, like he's so into it, but he does it all for the footage. There's this one part where there's this neighbor who lives, like it's in, it's in San Diego. So there's lots of hills. Of course. And there's this neighbor that lives on the, like in the next street over, but it's on a hill. So she can look down and see his, his residence. And he's always like, come on back. Let's do it this year. And she's like, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Apparently what happened was yeah, she, she put him, she, or he put her rather into this house. He tricked her. He's tricked her several times to go into this house and he doesn't let her go. And you see her screaming and begging, not for the camera, legit screaming, begging, claustrophobia, fear of the dark, you name it. Uh, fear of getting shit put in your face. They duct tape people's eyes. They don't give a fuck about your hair or anything. They duct tape you. They hold you down. They put, they grab you by your head and push your head into water. They submerge your head into water, giving you a drowning experience. That's fucked up. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's ill. No, dude, that's I'm not a kidding. Situation, like, yeah. I, that's a situation I'd be like worried about. I'd be like, am I going to die up in this piece? Yeah. And that, and it's going to happen. I guarantee it. Uh, I'm not telling you folks to, to not go, but I, my ass ain't going. I'm telling you right yeah, now, boy. like Steve and I were having a conversation. Okay, that's what I was going to say. You and I were having a conversation about this prior to starting the show. Steve says that he would go into this show, into the uh, McKinney Manor. You're not going to go. I'm telling you you're not going to go. Here's I guarantee the thing. it. I would much more. I would, there's no question that I would go to this thing. Only because I'll be like, look, I do this. Here's the rough part about doing this. Nobody's going to care. You go skydiving, people are like, whoa, you do something crazy, like we swim with sharks, whoa. And I'm like, I made it through McKamey Manor. They'll be like, what the hell is that? Even though it would be a serious thing to have done, the, mm-hmm. only, the only bragging points I get is to you and the listener. Uh-huh. But I would do it. <laughs> I, I, okay, if you say you would, fine. Oh, but I'm okay, going to tell you okay, straight up, okay. I do not, no, 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 seriously, I, I'm not insulting you. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, you won't do it. And if you do, you will regret doing it. I guarantee I don't it. think I'd regret it. I think it would be like, as, as time buffered the experience, I would say, you know what? I'm glad I did it. As time buffered the experience. Because this is kind of a situation of, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the inspiration of that one episode of, of the show we like where they're in that sort of haunted mansion. If you're the worst. Yeah, yeah. that's what I got out of it too. I would not right. be surprised. 
but there's comedy going on and you're the worst. There is no comedy going on on this. This is this is a dude. If you were with me, it'd be funny. I'm not fucking going in that joint. I'm worst, sorry. G. What the crap? Oh, nice. I got you tied that together like that. Like that? The worst. Okay, you know, yeah. I, said, I didn't think about it, but I'm just a natural guy. No, seriously, guys. Honestly, this is something that I won't do. It has nothing to do with being scared. I'm not allowing people. Like, there's a part. They have this woman. She's restrained. Like, she's her arms are above her head. She's tied up. Not for, like, fake seas, guys. Like, she's legit tied up. And, you know, she's begging them to stop. Please stop. I just go, I got to get out of here. Please let me out. I'm done with this. I want to be done. And this fucker's in your face with the video camera going, you're not going anywhere. In fact, I like what you're, you know what I mean? Like he's, 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 he's triggering more anxiety on these people. I'm completely 100% against this. I'm going to be honest with you. I think okay, this fucking Russ McCamey is an absolute psychopath and something bad is going to happen. I was like wondering how I was going to talk about this before, you know, we started talking about it. And now I'm giving you. Now you're feelings. absolutely on the other side. 100%. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just not for me. I'll go to Hollywood Horror Nights. I will go into anything where there's jump scares and anything. But when motherfuckers who are just like volunteers are going to like take joy. And you see that too. Like some, some people are like, I can't wait to do this next year. Because this one girl goes, oh, I want to do this next year. I want to be one of the haunters because I can't wait to hurt somebody. And they're like, what? I mean, I can't wait to. like. Oh, boy. Someone's going to get killed. Dude, I'm not kidding. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There was actually someone that had a heart attack in there because they were so freaked out. And there's disclaimers that you have to sign. Fuck all that. Well, see, I'll jump out of the plane. My, see, here's my worry is the, again, I have to bring it around. Where we are today, I know how bad people can be. And if given the okay to be bad to a certain person, will they not? Will part of them get a little bit of a kick out of being able to be like, I'm just going to rub this blade across your neck for fun to freak you out? It ain't even Some like people, that, though, Steve. It's not even like that. Like, like I was saying, the woman that has her arms like you know above her head, she's restrained. Mm-hmm. They're like they're putting like live, you know, those big ass beetles. Yes. They're putting like beetles in her mouth and shit like that. Think about what I said earlier. If you throw up, they are instructed to grab the to to scoop the throw up up and rub it all over your face or throw it back into okay. your mouth. I have a theory. Oh, okay. Stephen, you and your theories, you genius, you. Here's I think you're talking theory. out of your ass on this one, bro, but go ahead. I have a, Oh, you already know where I'm going with this. I don't, actually. Some of the people that go into this haunted house. Are plants? Are into that sort of thing. Now, I can see that, too. I think they're into it. No, no, clearly there's, this thing is successful because I haven't even gotten to the part where I tell you that not, it's not just Halloween anymore. It is year-round. And so, we, yes. There's yes. definitely some kind of a fetish thing going on. That totally, maybe totally too, what it is. I mean, almost sexual, you know what that I mean? Totally, bro. That's where so I don't think he it. gets it. I don't think he knows that that's what most people are going for. Because they want that. And I guarantee some people leave there and be like, well, whew, got that out my system. Some people surprised. dig it. I wouldn't be surprised if dude is like spanking it to his footage. Gee, come on, dog. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to defame anybody. I'm not. But you watch this documentary and you tell me if I'm full of shit. This is borderline torture. It's it's borderline assault. And that's why they have you sign the disclaimer. I have no doubt in my mind that you're right about that, that there are people that are into that kind of thing. This cat's not one of them, though. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think he knows that he. And here's the thing. The woman who was screaming, saying, please let me go. Afterwards, she has to sign a release in order to be on the movie. So something made her be like, oh, yeah, let me be on it. 
I'm down. As far as I know, I think it's all pre-signed. That's why he does the screen for the movie. Oh, 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 for the movie. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about the footage. No, for the documentary, she has to sign a release. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she's into it. Maybe, but some of, oh, sorry about that. I just hit the microphone. If you heard that, I didn't. Um, may, maybe that's the case, but I, I don't think that's the case for everyone. And you only know what I'm talking about when you watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, because I don't, for me, for you to know McKamey Manor is a crazy place. If you sign up to go in, you know what you're getting. Yeah. And I think you might want what you're getting. They had this one dude that was a vet that went on. And he's like, I've never been like this scared before. You know what I mean? Like this, this, uh, not scared. Well, he was scared. But the anxiety that he was experiencing before going into this joint, because he was well informed about it. And he was another one that's like, oh, I can't wait to fucking do that to somebody else. It's almost like I've been abused and now I want to abuse somebody else. It, okay. There's a fucked up mentality going on with this here. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if that's what you guys like to do, hey, I, maybe I just turned you on to something and knock yourselves out. I will never fucking step foot in this place because I will be swinging at people if they don't fucking let me out. It's it's ridiculous. And, and you only know the seriousness of what I'm talking about when you watch this. Watch the YouTube footage, and and I promise you it's all real. <laughs> That's the fucked up part about this. No fucking way would I do that at all. So, but you anyway, recommend the movie. You recommend I'm recommending the movie because it's a very interesting topic, and I'm going to get back to it. So, it, it, but see, but it, this is an interesting story with this Russ McCamey guy because you know it started off small, and then he wanted to make it bigger and bigger and bigger each year. His wife's completely into this here. Oh, and the funny part about it is Russ McCamey is afraid of everything. There's this part where they show this one of the kids that are volunteers chasing him around with a snail, and he's like screaming, get it away from me. He's like dead serious, running down the street because he's afraid of snails. He's afraid of everything. So maybe this is his way of, there's something psychological going on here. You know what I mean? And he so happens to be making money on it. But it, it, talk, it talks about you know his... Uh, his adventures, if you will, with his house and how he, it came to be, how it grew, how it went to a point where he, you know, he wanted to extend it. He wanted to make it even bigger and better. So he, there's like this, it's like one of those, uh, those ranches where you rent out to have a wedding. You know what I'm talking about? Like some, some place like that. And they build this whole thing up and then one neighbor basically complains about it and then they get shut down. So he's back to his yard again. And this is all within the, like the Halloween when he's just doing it during the October season, the Halloween season. But yeah, long story short, he's now doing this. I don't know if it's every day or if it's like every weekend, because if he was my neighbor, I would be pissed because if it's you just have to see it screaming, you know, like chainsaws just all year round. That would be a bit much for me. But at the least, at the very least, this is a very interesting documentary. Uh, it tells it's just it's just the whole the, like the science of it, if you will. You know what I mean? And it, it takes you from the very tame to the incredibly extreme. And they show you the inner workings of it. And they show you kind of like what's going on in this dude's head. I don't think he's all there, brother. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to defame Russ McCamey because he's clearly got a thing going on that people are into. But I'm telling you right now, this bothered me. There's not a lot that truly bothers me. This completely bothered me. And there's no fucking way in hell I would go in there. So anyway. You've heard it from Dan. Yeah. The man, don't let me deter you from doing it. And please don't let me deter you from watching the show. But check it out. It's on Netflix. And again, it's called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. Uh, I always say this, and I'm, but I'm truly serious. If you guys like the show and you really, you know, I know there's some of you that, that contact me from time to time on Twitter or whatnot, whatnot. Please let me know what you think about this if you've watched it, because I think it's fucking just absurd that they're allowing this. There, I've said it. Anyway. That fear factor.
factor that you just got let in on, that crazy story brings us to a good thing and a bad thing. What do you think the good thing is, Dan? Uh, that we're done? No, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I don't know. A good thing. Oh, oh. It brings us to the, it rounds us out that we're going to be at Universal Studios. I'm not sure where you're coming from, brother, but what's the good thing? Dan, the bad thing is that it's almost time to go. The good thing is that we're going to be back next week. Those are the good and bad things, Dan. Uh, Well, there you go. I mean, (laughs) gee, I don't understand. Like, we've been doing this podcast Uh for 482 episodes. That's right. How don't you? 500. I'm sorry. I know. You lose count. Good Lord, man. So now it's time to say, who does that? Oh, that's Beatles. Sorry, we can't use that. You know, copyright infringement. Or Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, we can't. Do they do that? Yeah, Disney will sue our asses. Don't don't sing that song. You ain't even, and they're serious too. They'll sue even the smallest people. They don't don't give a fuck. So here's what you've learned. A, I'm dope. B, Dan could do an awesome Christopher Walken. C, do not go to the McKinney Manor. (laughs) Those are the main things that you have learned today. And people, I love you so very much. Uh, I have to go to the work site now. Um, and do my enjoyable job saving the earth. I'm a CIA agent and I'm really enjoying my, I have some things to do. I'm doing my James Bond situation, but people, please, please contact us. Let us know what you think about the show. We love you. Send a five-star rating. I promise you we will read that five-star rating on the show. If it's a four and a half. <sighs> oh, hey, bro, guess what? Before we go, I forgot we got a rate. We got another iTunes review. Oh, go for it, man. If I may, it's very short. Give me just okay. a second here. If I have to uh, edit, I will. But let me just find it real quick. Maybe we, there's another one there. Who knows? Because these good people are starting to listen to us and uh, do what we like. Okay, here we go. Now, this one has a reference to another show. I don't know if all of you are going to get it, so I'll just tell you. So we read the one. Oh, we have two. Okay, here we go. Now, Steve, you may have some... You'll know where I'm going with this. So this one is from Angela Amu, dated October 8th. I think I said that right. Angela, Angela Tamu? Angela Tamu. Sorry about that. It says, these two guys yes! are so real, yes. so down to earth, and so entertaining. The topics are always something people want to talk, here about. Keep up the great work. I'd give you 10 stars if I could, Steve. 10 stars. Thank you very much, Angela. I really appreciate it. Love that. you, auntie. She, she, gave, she gave love. And she actually listens to the show, too. So thank she you, She does. Angela. Uh, this one here, I think I know who this is, but it's funny that the name of it, is, particularly that they listen to our show. But this one is coming from, it's LV4 Jesus 316. So Live for Jesus 316. This came out on the 10th. It says 9.9 out of five stars. That's a Howard Stern reference right there. I think I know who this is. I think this might be someone named Cynthia, but I'm not entirely sure. But what the, do, you, do you know that reference, the nine? Do you know what that I comes from? I do not know. All right, so this one's uh, this is uh, I'm gonna do my best uh, Gary impression from uh, Howard Stern. Gary's the producer; uh, he does a great job. But uh, he's got this thing that he does. Where he talks with a Long Island accent, and he says nine. So, like, my professional life is at a nine, but my uh, romantic life's at a two. That's a whole thing. If you've heard Howard Stern, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. She gives us a nine out of nine, Steve, for five stars. She couldn't even Thank give us enough so stars. Thank you so much, people. You just really made appreciate my that day. You did that. Now I'm gonna be able to go to. Oh, that's dope. I get to go save the world and feel good about it. I get yeah, to go. Yeah, give us a nine out of nine, like Gary would. <laughs> See, I told you. Imagine Howard Christopher Stark. Walken, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that Christopher Walken. It would be crazy, I think this might right? be the absolute perfect time to quit because my friend Steve is having some really bad 
uh, connections All right. today. Hey, love so. you guys. This is the last time you're going to hear my voice. The next time you're going to hear it is going to be Dan saying goodbye. I love you. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, it's been a weird one for me. I don't know why. Something something kind of kooky going on here. But uh, let me just tell you, thank you very much for listening. Again, Steve and I are going to be at Universal Studios California Hollywood Horror Nights this Sunday, the 21st of October. Show up. Maybe you just said right now, you know what? I think I am going to go and do that. Please do. I don't know how many people we have listening from Cali, but please show up. Let's hang out. I'll buy you a beer. Unless there's 10 of you, then fuck off because it's Universal Studios and that shit is super expensive. It's craziness. But yeah, I certainly would love to meet with you guys. Other than that, my name is Dan Ramirez. We are the Heroes of Noise. This has been a crazy-ass show. We look forward to talking to you next week. And this is where I say, peace. Peace.